Welcome to the Wheels Up Podcast, the resource to help business, executive, and VIP travelers stay safe on the ground and in the air. Join Executive Protection and Travel Security Specialist Troy Clayton as he shares tips on how to give yourself or those in your care a safe journey, no matter where your travels take you. Okay, so welcome back to the Wheels Up Podcast, uh, where we discuss everything uh, travel safety and security. Um, we cover all sorts of topics ranging from country-specific safety briefs through to how to employ an executive protection operative or security team and um, the best items to pack within a grab bag and pretty much everything in between. I'm Troy Clayton and with me is our co-host Brent Jarman who is here as the layperson. Uh, he doesn't work in the security industry but he wants to know all about it. How are you going today Brett? I'm good thanks Troy. So yes, yeah, so I'm here to represent a, a good part of your audience, people who need to know this stuff but probably don't. So I ask all the questions. You, you guys speak a slightly different language to us sometimes so I'm here to uh, get, kind of drill out what that means try to get all the information out of us and, and, and put it into put it into some sort of context, I guess. Yes, make it relevant. Good stuff. Mate, you had any troubles of late? Uh, nowhere exciting. So we're just at the tail end of the, uh, the, the Christmas New Year season here. Um, we did have a little driving holiday over Christmas, but, yeah, nothing nothing involving passport security checks or, or anything along those lines. Well, when, you, when you're living down in Byron Bay, you, you probably don't want to go too far anyway, do you? Exactly. Exactly. Plenty of good reasons to stick around. Actually, speaking of speaking of Byron Bay, um, it's it's a it's a really big place for um, celebrities that that, that uh, visit Australia. They head down that way. There sure are. In fact, um, just this week we had friends. They uh, they were at a restaurant the other day. Chris Hemsworth. He's got a property here. Matt Damon. He mm. comes here a bit. Um, we do get quite a bit of that. And uh, have you picked up of any security teams kicking about? Since uh, since starting this, I guess you sort of know what to look for these days, no, don't you? Well, yeah, I, I do know what to look for, but no, I haven't. I think that's part of the appeal is they kind of come here and they, they do manage to keep a reasonably low profile, even though, I don't know, maybe the paparazzi don't follow them here. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of aware of what to look out for. Good stuff. Good stuff. All righty. So, Troy, what, what's our subject today? Where are we going to go? So today I, uh, I'm keen to talk a little bit about uh, preparation of mindset. Um, as, a, as a security professional who travels frequently, I've found that there's, um, there's two types of travellers out there. There's those who are prepared and there's those that are not. Um, and it's, it's really not just exclusive to the security or executive protection field. You know, we've, we've all seen them. I'm sure you've seen them yourself, Brett. You know, those people that... Um, get to the front counter at check-in and they forget what they're even there for. You know, it's like they've never travelled before. They forget that they've supposed to have their passports out and their flight details ready to go, all that. You know, that person that, that you know, forgets that at least 50 times they've been through, you know, the x-ray machines or the, the mag and bags and the, and the magometers um, that they're supposed to take off their belt but, you know, decided this time they didn't need to do it and they, they hold up the line. I'm, I'm sure you're quite familiar with those people, Brett. Yeah, I, I did used to be one of those myself, but, but, but I did get to a pattern where I was travelling quite a lot and I got down to the point where I even knew what pocket my boarding pass was in at any given moment. Um, you know, yeah. It just became a kind of, kind of a repeatable pattern for me. Yeah, it makes for a much smoother uh, uh, trip, that's for sure. And, and, and then I guess there's those travellers who, um, as one of our previous guests, Dr Gabrielle Schneider, um, he's pointed out previously that you know, there's, there's those people that go on vacation, they, they go to a volatile country like South Africa uh, without any real incident, uh, and then they think that, 
you know, because they've travelled there pretty safely, um, that they're prepared and, 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 and good to go to other volatile countries. Um, the issue is they then find themselves, conf- you, know, you know, in a confrontation and potentially dangerous situation and they've got no real idea how to react. Um, and, you know, that could be the average traveller or it could be a business traveller or even someone in the security contract field um, who's just been, you know, managed to, to get through this far and rely on dumb luck. Um, I guess the reality is that the more prepared you are uh, when you travel, the, 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 you know, you're in a far better position, um, you know, if and when confronted. I guess a lot of that comes down to mindset, which is what we sort of uh, started to talk about. Um, it comes down to mindset of the traveller or the security operative who, who's um, travelling with a principal. Um, mindset is a huge part of what prepares us and, and plays a huge role in how we react to a stress, stressful situations. Um, there's actually a few podcasts kicking about out there about mindset and um, each of them sort of have their own take and spin on, on, on mindset. Uh, people like Tony Robbins, um, which most people would, would be aware of, um, he basically talks about positivity in life in general. Um, and, and then there's, those, uh, there's a podcast by a, a, a guy by the name of Jocko uh, Willink. Um, and Jocko is a, a decorated former Navy SEAL. Um, you know, he's a former veteran, he's got the runs on the board, and, and he motivates with more of a hardline stance, um, talking from, from previous experiences you know, uh, through his training and, and, and off the battlefield, I guess. Um, so today... I thought we'd bring in a guest, um, similar sort of backgrounds, I guess, but uh, to talk about mindset uh, as it relates to travellers and, um, and, and security op- operatives as well, you know, those that are travelling with principals. So today's guest is a um, former Australian Special Forces soldier and sniper. He's a former hostile environment security contractor. He was a uh, bodyguard or executive protection operative to uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Um, a fellow Ronan South Africa graduate. Um, he also holds a postgraduate certificate in security management. He has a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's a helicopter. Uh, he's a mindset and mental conditioning coach and he's the owner of Operator Edge and a good mate of mine, uh, Reese Dowden. Reese, how are you going, mate? <laughs> g'day, g'day, Troy. Going well, mate. How are you? Good, man. Good. Did I, um, did I hit all the key points there of your CV? Yeah, you made that sound good, mate, so I appreciate it. But, yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. We, we should just clarify, though, he's not a helicopter as such. He's a helicopter pilot. pilot did, I, yeah. did I say helicopter? Yeah. Oh, helicopter. Fine. <laughs> Gets the imagination going. I'm getting, uh, I was getting too excited going through your, your CV, mate. <laughs> right. so, so, so I can act like a helicopter if you like, but, yeah, I can fly them as well. <laughs> mate, um... So, so tell us a little bit, Operator Edge. What, what is it you actually do? What is Operator Edge, and what is it? What, what's it all about, and what do you do there? Yeah, so, so Operator Edge is, is my company. Um, obviously, coming from the name Operator, being uh, you know a, a, a soldier or, or a special forces um, soldier. Uh, so, so, so the name came up with, or tell us who came up with the name. But um, it's really, it's really around mindset. It's really about getting people prepared, getting people into the state of mind where they really believe they, they can actually get things done. Um, so whether that's people looking to go for, for special forces or people just looking to, to hit some, some uh, you know, what I call a big, hairy, audacious goal. So whatever you're kind of going after in life, um, what I do in, in, uh, with my company and in the courses that I provide is really uh, have people build that confidence and really get to the point where they feel like they can actually not only go after what they want, but actually feel confident in the fact that they're going to go out and achieve what they want. So 
it's really about mindset. But in, in, in regards to mindset, it's not just about um, sort of mental conditioning exercises. There's a lot more in regards to mindset, um, which we can talk about later, but it's a really holistic or all-encompassing process and mindset um, is really just one part of it. Yeah, right. So we yeah. tell us, um, so what you're describing there, it's not just in the context of military or security. It's, it's more about life in general. Would that be correct? And, and if so, what's, yeah. the, what's a typical client that would come to you? What would their profile be? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, I found that really a difference between people achieving what they want and not is the mindset. So it's the ability to plan out your mission, it's the ability to um, adapt and, and overcome and, and, and get through whatever adversity that you encounter because if you're going for something big or just life in general, it's, it's, um, it's tough and, and achieving, achieving what you want is, is generally not going to be easy. So, uh, and the difference between those who, who bounce back from setbacks and are able to, to push forward and, and continue that drive and keep motivated and keep discipline is your mindset. Right, and who would be a typical client for you? Oh, so I've probably got two. One of the one of the main type of clients I have is obviously people going for special forces. Okay, so it's people um, just about to join the military or already in the military, and that's one of their specific goals. Um, and obviously, I can relate to that quite well. So um, I help a lot of guys uh, going through that process. And the other the other kind of uh, main client that I work with is is I guess people are a little bit older. You know, I guess uh, mid mid oh, sorry late thirties and into their forties who are kind of just in a, in a rut. Um, they're not in a position in life where they want to be and they understand now is the time to change and they understand that it's the mindset that's going to make the difference. Right. And how did you and Troy know each other? How, how did your paths cross? Uh, it was just unlucky, really. <laughs> we, um, we actually did the Roman course uh, together in South Africa back in 2006, I think it was, Troy, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's the, what's the Ronin course for, for us lay people? So, so the Ronin course is the uh, the close personal protection or the bodyguard training that's um, conducted in um, South Africa. Um, it's actually a um, a, a world renowned um, establishment um, for those guys that are in the in the security space. They'll um, most of them will know Ronin. Um, there's usually a handful of companies that get thrown around, and Ronin is, is one of those. So, um, both Reese and I were actually. Uh, Contracting in Iraq at the time, I believe, Reese. That's right, exactly, yep. Yeah, so uh, we were both contracting in Iraq, um, and I believe Reese was also on a leave rotation, as was I. Uh, two different companies that we were contracting to, um, and it, it turns out we were actually, we, our paths had crossed previously to that um, with some army training that we'd, we'd both conducted previously, but we'd never actually realised that we we each other. So, um, yeah, so that's how we kind of bumped into each other and we've sort of just maintained a friendship from there and then um, Reese obviously went his way with the with Special Forces um, and uh, I continued contracting, came back and did the paramedic stuff as we, we've already discussed anyway. So, um, And we've just both been uh, in business, you know, doing our own separate things but the paths keep crossing, um, you know, quite often actually which is which is really good to be able to help each other out because Reese actually helps us out on... on um, protection details as well. So, um, and there's, there's quite an, I think we mentioned one of the funny stories that we had on, on a task where there was a, a specific type of uh, jam that we needed to pick up and we had this high-speed, low-drag special operator out searching all of Sydney for a uh, specific jam and Reese was the man. 
Yeah, exactly right, mate. Got paid the big bucks for that job. Yep, that's it. So our show is all about um, travel safety and sort of catering to business travellers and high net worth individuals and what have you. So how can the layperson or the corporate traveller be more prepared for their journey and why is this important? Where where does mindset and the work that you do come into uh, the awareness of a normal traveller? I guess um, there's really probably not a lot of difference in in regards to the layperson travelling or, you know, a high-profile person or, or a security um, manager. It's really um, probably the first thing I like to talk about is goal-setting or mission planning, okay? So whatever task, whatever whatever your goal you're going after, um, it doesn't matter what it is, the more you plan that mission down to the nth degree, um, the more likely that mission is going to go the way you would like. Um, and... Particularly if things start to go wrong, you start to experience some setbacks and some hurdles along the way, then you can create what we do in the military, and Troy would be aware of this, um, intimately is the, is the actions on. So if you're, whether you're, you know, like I said, a security operative or, or just a layperson and, and you're um, travelling around, one of the, the biggest things is, is planning um, that mission down and, and planning your journey kind of to the nth degree so you are aware and you've already thought of situations that you might encounter that might not um, go the way you want and then you can already start to think about processes that you can action in regards to uh, those setbacks or those situations that you might encounter. So what you're talking about at the start, um, making sure that you have all your documents um, together, making sure you have, um, if you're travelling internationally, making sure you have all your visas um, sorted and correct, um, making sure you know the procedures that you have to go through in different countries um, and just making sure you have everything sorted so that you don't come up against a situation unnecessarily that something that could have been prevented, all right? So um, you can then start to go into, you know, situational awareness and all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the biggest thing I think um, for everyone is to really plan down that mission to the nth degree um, and, and really think about things that could possibly go wrong and then think about what you're going to do if that does go wrong. It's interesting to hear you say that, mate. I mean, we've spoken before about um, there, there was another podcast where we uh, we spoke about what uh, the role, I guess, the role of the executive protection operative or agent is, and what they do and, and whatnot. And part of that was we spoke about advances and the pretty much listening to what you were saying. It sounds very similar to that of an advance, but we, we just don't label it as an advance. You know, any person can can be better prepared before they go by by ticking those boxes. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And, and I guess the security professional, that's their job. Um, and so they, they're more in tune, to, um, you know, to, to do that and to come off on, on those particular areas. But uh, as a layperson, as you know, I mean, travel can, especially if you're travelling long haul and, and internationally, it can be really tiring and you can start to forget things. Um, you can start to, to make your journey a lot tougher than it, than it could be if you simply just plan it out better. Um, and then once you're in that mindset of, of planning everything out and understanding what you have to do and, and, and timings and, and documents and, and procedures, then you just, if something does happen, um, you're in that mindset that you, you've already thought about it and then you're easily going to get over that or get around that situation or get through or whatever you have to do. So to continue along, um, you know, to continue, actually continue along that journey and, and get to your destination. And then really that way, uh, and like, like you say, Troy, with, in regards to, um, you know, the executive protection type, with your actions on, you know, once, once something does happen or a situation occurs that, that isn't ideal, 
if you already have a, a process to uh, enact to help you move forward, then you're going to have less of an emotional response to it. And like I said, when traveling can be tiring, can be tough at times, and then when things start to go wrong, you know, often a lot of things will start to go wrong. So if you've, you've already accounted for, uh, accounted for that in your planning, then you're less likely to um, respond or you're likely to respond the way you want to respond and, and keep moving forward with little disruption. So, so you're going to feel pretty much more in control and, and I guess less stressed out and out of your comfort zone. Well, exactly right. But I think the, the, the main point is that, um, you know, when, if, the, if and when things go, go wrong, um, you're okay with that because you've already thought about it and you, you, you understand the mindset that, that you're in and, and what you have to do to get over that. So, so actually being out of your comfort zone and being in a situation where you don't have full, full control is okay because you know you're going to get through it. So I guess talking about mindset and you, 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 I'll just bring it back to the emotional response. You know, um, there's obviously going to be occasions where people are placed outside of their comfort zone and that could be anything from, I don't know, standing in a line that you know, goes all the way around the airport through to a physical confrontation um, where you, 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 your physical well-being is, in actual, uh, is at risk. So what would you know, one expect, uh, I guess, physically and you know, psychologically when, that, when that, that does occur? Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because um, you know, stress is stress. So uh, it doesn't matter how, how um, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, the body um, reacts to stress the same way. So whether it's a, it's a physical confrontation or potential physical confrontation or it's, or it's the stress of, of being in a five-hour line or it's the stress of um, you know being asked to do something by by airport security that you don't want to do. So the, the, the body and what the, what you actually go through is the same. So being able to um, understand that and understand what the body goes through, then you're going to react better to it. Um, and 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 one of the and one of those things is, is being like I was talking about before when you're when you planned out um, your trip and you planned out exactly what, what's going to happen and and already thought about things that can go wrong. Um, then when your body starts to go through that stressful situation, um, it's not going to be as much of an emotional or stressful response on the body because you've already started to put in processes to get around that roadblock or get around that hurdle um, because you've already thought you're already in that mindset. If you're not in that mindset and you're kind of just um, going from point A to point B and then something occurs um, and you're not in the moment and you're not prepared, then the way you react physically and ment mentally might not be the way that you want to react if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess that, that's where... So, so one, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Troy. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I guess that's where that, um, that uh, fight or flight response sort of comes from, that, that sympathetic response. Yeah, exactly. So when you're in a stressful situation, you're, you know, you're, your sympathetic nervous system kicks off um, to get ready, and you know, they call it the fight or, or flight uh, mode, and, and that's when you're, you're ready for confrontation. And back in the day, it was... You know, um, when humans were first around, it, it, it was a um, it was a response to a, a deadly situation, right? So you get elevated heart rate, you 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 start to lose your fine motor skills, your your blood starts pooling to your big your big systems, internal organs, your big muscle groups ready ready for a response, okay? Yep. Um, and and now it doesn't matter what kind of stressful situation you're in, the body's going to be reacting like that. And so that's causing the body to go through these certain processes. And then when, when you're in, when you when they start going through a situation, your front, in, when you're especially when you're in a quite stressful situation, your frontal lobe can effectively switch off, and you're you're really relying on your midbrain 
So your frontal lobe is, is all your cognitive thinking, your ability to focus and process. And so if you're not ready for that uh, stressful situation and you're not kind of in the moment, you haven't prepared for it, and that does occur, then you're not going to react. You're not going to think through the situation. You're not going to focus the way you would want to. So mm. being ready, being focused, being situationally aware of what could happen and things that could happen in advance, then when that, when that actually happens and your body starts or your sympathetic nerve system kicks off and your body starts going through these processes, you're more likely to um, control the situation and control your body and, and actually think through the situation because you've already planned it out and, and you're in that mindset um, of being in the moment and being ready um, as opposed to someone who's just um, going, like they're going to that point, point A to point B. Right. So, Reese, as a layperson, like you guys have kind of got a head start because you've been through many of these stressful situations. I, I don't know what I don't know. So how do I, how do I be prepared for situations and contingencies that I, I may not even be aware are going to occur? Like what, what kind of preparation can I put in place for uncertain events? Yeah, so I guess the, the, the biggest thing you could probably do in regard to your, your physical body is um, just a simple breathing exercise. So um, like I said, we're in a stressful situation, you, you, your frontal lobe can switch off and, it, and it's hard to think and it's hard to focus and it's hard to react um, you know, the way you might want to react. So simply you can um, enact a, a breathing exercise and, and what that will do, especially a deep um, um, diaphragm, or, you know, when you're breathing right into your diaphragm, um, nice and slow where, where it takes you you know, 15, 16 seconds to go through a breathing cycle. Okay, so what that will do, that'll enact your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your, your rest and digest system, and that really wants to, that wants to bring your body back to homeostasis, okay? So by doing that breathing exercise and really filling your body as much oxygen as possible, that's going to allow you to think. That's going to allow you to process things better uh, and quicker and, and then therefore um, allow you to react the way you want to. So, yes, you can try and plan out... Um, you know all these different situations, but uh, like you just said, Brett, you, maybe you don't know what you, know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're going to encounter. But if you can stay in that moment, if you can, um, you know, think about conducting that breathing uh, cycle, that breathing routine, then you're going to allow your body to um, start to um, bring yourself back from that high level of stress and start to actually think through the situation. So that would probably be my number one thing, Brett. Yeah, to people who. Um, aren't sure what to do um, is to is to start conducting that breathing um, exercise, not just in a in a stressful situation, but but daily. It's, it, it should be a practice that people do daily. So then, when you encounter a stressful situation, your body's ready to go. Yeah. That, so is that is that, sorry, Brett, you go. Yeah, I was just going to say that's very timely actually because I did a couple of breath workshops just before Christmas. Both of them included spending time in an ice bath. So I, I can attest to the fact that it really, really does make a difference um, in every day. Mate, it absolutely does. And, and, and like I said, your body doesn't – stress is stress for the body. So people can practice this in a number of different situations, okay? And I've done this plenty of times. I, uh, I, I compete a lot. Like you said, me and Troy have been in certain, you know, highly stressful situations, but um, I still practice it all the time. So I, can, um, I do a lot of uh, uh, public speaking. Um, I compete in jiu-jitsu competitions. And, and my, the number one thing that has helped me um, perform better and perform to my ability and, and the actual way that I want to perform is, is this, this, this breathing exercise. Okay, that's, that's one of the most important things, but um, there's also a number of different things you can do, but um, if, you, if I was to say do one thing, that would be it. 
So I guess that kind of leads me to where I was going to go before. That, I mean, that's obviously a great tip. Do you have any other, I don't know, two, two or three other tips um, on how to train or condition to have a stronger mind? I mean, I, I, I recall you actually saying in the past, um, you know, to, to, ha- to have a tough mindset or a stronger mindset, you have to do tough things. So, and that doesn't mean you have to go out and lift bulk weight, but you might have to get up earlier or, or something along those lines. Is that, is that the same sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, to to um, you know, to start or to get tough and, and to learn how to, to get um, through tough situations. Yeah, you can absolutely do tough things, but you can you can take it um, you can take it uh, back down a step. You can. What I like to do is is create your winning environment. So I say to people, and that that um, this is when when we talk about the, the small wins or, or the um, you know the little wins that people talk about, um, and and that's really uh, that's really a powerful way to create your winning environment. So. If I was a person wanting to go for, for special forces or the person wanting to go um, um, become a CEO of a company, like that's a long process, right? So yeah. rather than just get, get to, to, to the day of selection and think, oh, you know, hopefully I'm tough enough and maybe I'll get tougher on selection, well, no, well, no you want to, you're already tough. People who, who pass special forces selection are already tough and the way that they're, they're already tough is because they've created their winning environment through through training, through planning out their process to, um, you know, from getting up um, and training five, six days a week. All right, so every time you do that, you're conditioning your mind to be tougher. So I would say to people, create your winning environment by controlling what you can control, by, um, you know, getting up in the morning and um, either doing some exercise or um, uh, making sure your house is clean and tidy before you leave to work, making sure that you're looking presentable. So all these kind of things that you can control and you're creating that winning environment and that builds a platform of success because if you're always winning, you're always winning. It's very hard to, um, you know, be lazy and, and, and get up at, um, you know, uh, 9 or 10 o'clock um, and then expect to be mentally tough and expect to turn up to, say, a selection course and, and, and be tough enough to get through it. I mean, toughness starts from the little things that you do every day consistently over time. And how, how would you relate that to, I don't know, uh, whether that be a, um, just a lay person travelling or a CEO travelling or a, you know, a company executive travelling? Well, once again, you want, to, you want to prepare as much as possible. So there's the things called uh, you know, the big four of mental toughness, um, which I think are the, the, Navy SEALs, uh, the Navy did a study um, on this years ago, and, and the big four things was, was goal setting, visualisation, um, arousal, breathing control, and self-talk. Okay, so they're the big four of mental toughness. And if people if people do those, they're, they're going to be go a long way to developing a stronger mindset. So goal setting, we talked about mission planning, um, understanding exactly what you're going to do at each step of your your, your journey, understanding what could go wrong, um, and, and an active process is to get through you know any situation that, that does go wrong. Um, your um, the next one, number two, was visualize and feeling your success. So it's, it's you um, actually visual, visualising your journey or visualising what you're trying to achieve and, and, and then under, um, just playing it out in your brain, playing it, out, playing it out on what could go wrong and how you're going to respond in a situation. So the positive way you're going to respond. Uh, the next we talked about as well is breathing arousal control. So that's when, when, you, when you hit that stressful situation and your sympathetic nervous system goes off, you're prepared to, um, you're prepared to enact that breathing cycle that breathing routine to allow your body to 
um, you know, come down off that stressful stressful high that it's on and allow your, your frontal lobe to switch back on to actually think through a situation. And the last one is self-talk. That's a huge part of mental toughness. You know, people say anywhere from uh, 100 to a couple hundred words a minute to themselves. And if, you're, if, that, if that's negative self-talk, that has a physical reaction of your body because it goes along with body language. So if you're, um, what you want to do is have positive self-body language and you want to be um, that witness or that observer in your brain that if you, if you are um, conducting a lot of negative self-talk, you've got to break that cycle. Start positive self-talk, um, talk yourself into the situation, how you're going to respond to the situation, how you're going to react, how you're going to get through, um, and, and you're going to be uh, a, a go a long way to developing um, that, the positive mindset that you need. So it's those big four, goal setting or mission planning, visualising your success, arousal, breathing control, um, and self-talk. So they're probably the four things that you um, that people can concentrate on, and not just for travel, not just for travelling, that's just life generally. That's awesome, man. That's, um, Have you got an example, Reese, of how this has made a difference to someone in, in, say, a corporate or a boardroom environment, someone who's been through your programs? Oh, absolutely. And, and probably the biggest one is um, public speaking, without a doubt. You know, pe- people, um, people are, are petrified of public speaking. And so when they put these processes um, uh, or enact these processes, so planning out their mission and, and plan, which is, you know, planning out the, um, the talk that they're going to give and, and understanding, knowing the material and practicing it relentlessly so you, you have, um, uh, so you know exactly what you're talking about and then visualizing yourself up there. Um, getting through uh, that talk and then conducting that breathing routine, especially for a few minutes before you're going up uh, on stage, um, and then conducting that positive self-talk so that you're you're in that moment, you, you, you're positively um, talking to yourself, you're preparing yourself um, for that situation, then you go up on stage and you deliver it. So that's a big one. Another big one is just is talking to bosses. You know, um, a lot of people have pretty ordinary bosses out there, and so it's... it's um, either confronting a boss or talking to a boss about a specific um, grievance you might have or even asking for a raise, you know, if you think you deserve it. A lot of people are very, very, very scared to actually ask for a raise. Um, so they're probably the big three, I, I would say, Brett. Got it. Very useful. Reese, would you say there's a, a relationship between, I guess, uh, physical well-being uh, and, and physical fitness and, and a stronger mindset? I mean, I suspect that, um, you know, that question is going to be fairly relevant or that particular subject is going to be fairly relevant to, the, to those within the security industry you know, with the longer hours and the, the, the dynamic role within um, executive protection. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. Um, and the five, the five, I always say that it's, um, when you talk about mental toughness, it's not just about mindset. It's not just about reading a few books or, um, you know, going through your mission planning process. Like that's just one part of it. I like to talk about the five key elements to, to mental toughness being mindset training, nutrition, uh, rest and recovery, and relaxation, okay? Um, mindset, obviously, what we talked about, that's a big point. Uh, mission planning, knowing what the body's going to go through, how you're going to um, respond, um, creating your actions on, all that kind of stuff, right? Like being emotionally intelligent, um, uh, and which is all to do with self-mastery, right? And that's just one component. The other one is training. You know, physically, you should train hard. You know, high-intensity style training, um, especially if you're your executive protection operative, and you you are expected to be awake for long hours. You're expected to stand in um, positions for long periods of time. You're expected to um, be able to react um, at a moment's notice. So you've got to train hard physically, um, not just to prepare you for the job, but it also it's a really really great de-stressor. Okay, so 
it, it really allows you, like I said, when, you, when you're exercising hard, you're engaging in parasympathetic nervous system because you're breathing hard and that's going to really balance out your hormones. So people who are particularly stressed, whether you're, you're an executive protection officer, um, you're just a late person travelling or, or you're, you're in the boardroom, um, hard physical training is absolutely going to help you de-stress. Okay, and the next part of that is uh, well, the number three is nutrition, right? So there's there's a real gut brain uh, connection, and a lot of people call call the gut the, the second brain. Um, Eighty to ninety percent of your serotonin levels, which is your feel good hormones, are produced in your, in your gut. All right, so um, that has the serotonin levels, and what you eat, whether that's good or bad, has a direct result on how you feel and what your mood is. Okay, so if you're eating um, shit food and you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're going to disrupt the microbiome in your, in your gut, and that is going to have a, a, an effect on how good or how bad you feel, okay? So nutrition has to be on point, especially if you're expected to be switched on looking after a person for long, you know, in an EP role for long periods of time, right? Uh, the next one, rest, rest and recovery, you know, and, and this, this is an obvious one. You, you need to get enough sleep, right? So you need to have good sleeping practices, and that includes... That's just where these all tie into each, each other. You know, you've got to have train hard physically. You've got to have your nutrition on point. That's going to help you sleep, and that's going to help you rest. It's going to help you recover, uh, and that's going to allow not only your, uh, your body but your mind to switch off ready for the next day, okay? And then the next last one is relaxation. So having, a, having a, an activity or something that you do that allows you to totally switch off from your stresses, and, and that's why... Uh, particularly for me and a lot of people, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is so good because um, normal physical training, you might go for a run, um, you can still, even though you, you are conducting physical activity, you can still think about your problems a little bit, okay? You can't totally switch off. Whereas when you're engaged in combat sports, like boxing or kickboxing or wrestling, when you're wrestling someone, you can't think about anything else. You just, and it's a primal, um, you know, it's a primal response. You know, somebody's trying to choke you out, somebody's trying to break your arm, put you in a leg lock. You can't yeah. think about anything else except for what that person is doing. And in doing that, it really allows your mind to switch off. So you're not only training hard because wrestling is hard, especially someone who's the same uh, skill level as you, but you're really allowed, allowing your mind to switch off. Okay, so it's part of the relaxation. So you have to find something to relax yourself, and that's where those five key elements really um, go together. It's like a holistic approach to, to mental toughness. So mindset training, nutrition, rest and recovery, and relaxation. Uh, yeah, mate, absolutely. I, I look. I, I can definitely relate to what you're saying there. Um, you know, only the other you know, other day, uh, I was at the gym, um, and as it doesn't matter how hard you go, you still have that that opportunity to, um, you know, drop the weights down and, and sit there and think about what else is going on in the world. You know, I'm always thinking about what's what's the next step of the business. Always thinking about when's it, when's our next, what's going on with the next job. But you know, we uh, we put the gloves on the other day with um, with uh, one of the guys here. Uh, took the pads out and we started uh, bashing each other around a bit and, mate, you, you don't get to think of anything else other than when's that next hit coming, what, what's the next combo um, and, and just uh, trying to catch your breath. So I, I totally relate to what you're saying there. Yeah, you actually, you're totally engrossed in the moment, uh, I guess, which is what a, a lot of gurus, uh, you know, personal development gurus talk about um, is that being in the moment where you can't, you're not thinking about anything else and that's why the combat sports and, and, and jiu-jitsu in particular is, is so... Um, it's so great for, for allowing your mind to switch off while getting a, a tough physical uh, workout. Uh, but in regards to that, that, that uh, mental toughness that I was talking about and those five different or those five key elements, um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, mindset is, um, 
you know, getting anything done is like 90, 80, 90 percent mindset. Um, and, and you know, especially when you talk about sports athletes or people going go for selection, but I definitely don't agree with that. I mean, I, I think it's more 50 50 because, um, the, 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 the example I give is if you can't rock up to a selection course, um, and, and only you're not really be physically ready for it, um, but you know, have have all your planning and all your process and thought about the selection course and know exactly what you're getting into. Um, you can't you can't do that. You can't rock up and, and not have the physical component because you, you'll break down. It won't matter how mentally prepared you are for that. Um, yeah. You won't get through. And that's why I was talking about. Um, you know, you, you don't rock up to selection tough. You've already developed that mindset over the days of training, over all those mornings and afternoons that you go through that training cycle and you put your body under stress and you you're having to get through that tough physical training session by doing that that's how you're developing your mental toughness and that's how you're setting that platform of success and creating that winning environment so it's really it's really both or, or it's all the all, all those five key elements i'm talking about um and in regards to to an executive protection role you know if you want to be at the top of your game you better have all those um in the forefront of your brain you better be concentrating on all those like nobody um wants someone who um you know, is mentally tough, but but can't can't run fifty meters down the road, or somebody yeah. whose um whose nutrition is on point, but doesn't know how to plan properly, can't have a have a have a good or a proper um, emotional response to a particular situations. I mean, you you would know these people, Troy, that are really fit um, and train hard and got their nutrition on point and have eight percent body fat, but can't deal with a stressful situation, can't yeah. um are not able to think through a stressful situation when, when things go wrong, when, when your client turns to you and says, oh, let's go, let's go uh, to this area and you've never been there before and you just go get in the car and go. Okay, yeah. so you really have to have, in regards to mental toughness or, or mindset development or mental conditioning, you really be, need to be thinking in a holistic approach. Great. Wow, that's terrific, Reese. So it sounds to me like you're putting your, your military background to, to fairly good use, not just for people in the security and risk field, but people outside of it. So so props to you for that. Um, one of my favourite takeaways from this, and, and I've already invent, decided we're going to tweet this, if you're always winning, you're always winning. That's such a good takeaway to take. From <laughs> actually, actually I, 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 I haven't used that before, so it's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so we're going to make use of it. We're going to leverage it for sure to, to get the word Perfect. out about this. Um, and Perfect. I've got to say, this um, this whole episode it talk up went off on a slightly different tangent to what I was expecting. So I appreciate that, and um, yeah, good one, Race. Appreciation for the work that that you're doing and, and the people that you're working with. So congratulations to you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Alrighty. So before we wrap it up, Reese, if someone wants to get hold of you, you your website is operatoredge.com. Um, your email address, Reese R H Y S at operatoredge.com. Anywhere else that people can find you. Uh, they can they can look up um, me on Facebook, which is just uh, Operator Edge, or they can look up uh, Reese underscore Dowden on Instagram. Oh, okay, cool. I'll take a look at that. Excellent stuff. All right. Any awesome, Reece, Thanks very much for. Uh, oh no, mate! It's uh, always a privilege to, to uh, sit down and have a, a chat with the, uh, someone of your ilk. Um, but thanks for coming on the show, mate. Um, appreciate it, and maybe we'll catch up with some other stage, Reese. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. It's uh, it's always good to. Uh, talk about mindset which is, which is uh, what I love talking about so um, I look forward to uh, working together on a on an EP role soon mate no worries first phone call okay gentlemen thanks very much cheers bro you've been listening to the wheels up podcast with Troy Clayton 
For more information, show notes, resources, and subscription options, visit wheelsuppodcast.net. Wheels Up is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network. Until next time, safe travels.